Good morning and welcome to the Mine World podcast. It's the podcast where we talk about mining and digital and everything in between. And we talk about everything that adds value to the mining industry and specifically what the future of mining will look like. Um, and the people that talk about it is my co-host, Jean Drew, and myself, MP Stradum. Uh, we're moving on with a number of podcasts that we've had. And as, as our audience grows, we want to thank you for sticking with us. Please continue to tell your colleagues about us and, uh, and share and share alike. We'd love to have your comments about everything that we say or about things that we don't say or say too much or anything that you'd want to tell us about. We'd love to hear, uh, hear about that. Also, if you have ideas about anyone we should have on, then you're also welcome to let us know, even if that anyone happens to be yourself. So, Jean, and welcome to the podcast. Yeah, welcome and thank you for coming back to all the podcast listeners. This podcast is for opinion makers and we get opinion makers to talk to opinion makers. And today we also have a great opinion makers, a mining executive at Mine RP for the last year and a half. He's no stranger to the podcast. This will be his third one. And also, like you've heard on the previous podcast, the overall winner of our uh, paper submissions during the COVID time. Gary, welcome. Thank you very much. Yeah, Gary Rolf has been uh, around both inside of MinerP and in other companies. We'll, uh, maybe we should, before we jump in, Gary, for those who, of our listeners who have not uh, met you yet or e-met you yet, <laughs> why don't you just uh, introduce yourself uh, fairly quickly again? Thanks, MP. Yeah, I've been in the in the mining industry now for 32 years. I uh, started off in uh, 1988, uh, which doesn't seem that long ago until you say it out in words. 32 years. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, and I've been uh, I've been exposed uh, to a lot of aspects of the mining industry throughout my career. Uh, various mining methods, um, a whole lot of different commodities. Um, and uh, yes, joined MineRP a year and a half ago as the mining executive, making sure that, uh, or taking a company along this journey of driving value for our clients so that they can get the return on the investment that they are seeking. At the beginning of April, when we started getting stuck into this worldwide lockdown, in MineRP we decided to kick off a process where, uh, where we invited all of our employees to tell us about the ways that they think mines can unlock value from our platform and, and, and even wider than that, the things that they've run into that they think mining companies should think about and, and the, thing that, the things that they, they think we should be thinking about. And so we called it our MineRP value paper competition. Uh, you've won two of those and, you, and as John just said, you're the overall winner. So we'll talk about the two, uh, the first week and the last week, uh, Gary, that, that you won. I'm going to jump in and talk about your first paper, uh, which was titled What Minds Want, right? Or What Mining Clients Want. It's an interesting title. And as I said to you earlier, when I saw that title the first time, I couldn't help myself but think of the movie What Women Want and how Mel Gibson got a, into a whole lot of trouble for thinking that he knows and uh, eventually it, it turned out well but it was quite a daunting task so why don't you quickly tell us about that title gary what how did you come up with uh, what mining clients want and why did you decide on that all right so um, the mining industry like any other industry has come to the realization that technology is the way of improving efficiencies 
keeping costs, uh, you know, within acceptable uh, ranges and margins, uh, as well as uh, replacing uh, humans that are exposed to high-risk jobs, as well as uh, trying to keep them out of those high-risk areas within the mine. But it's, it's a very daunting task, uh, particularly in our underground operations. And, you know, if we're being honest, uh, whenever a mining client uh, approaches a consultancy or a, a software vendor and says, um, you know, asks a question like, uh, can you help me improve the NPV or the return on investment of this ore body? Or uh, can you help me to ensure operator safety while maximizing my mine value? Um, you know, that consultancy or, or software vendor promotes uh, their the specialized area. And there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, it's just that everything is very um, isolated and only unlocks a certain amount of value within that sphere of the mining business. And what the mining, what mining clients are really looking for is a tool or, or a way um, of, of uh, unlocking the value across the entire business um, and not in these isolated pockets that currently you know, consultancies and software vendors are, are offering. And, and hence my title, or what clients really want. And the answer is they want sustainable shareholder value and they want to use technology across their entire business to unlock that value. Really, really want. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so what you what you're kind of saying, if I hear you correctly, is if, if you're a solution, uh, rather if you're a carpenter, then all solutions are made of wood. And when you ask your consulting, uh, or when you ask a, con a consulting partner to assist you with any kind of problem, you'd better make sure that they are able to, or that they that they understand the business as a whole, and don't just fixate on one specific area of which they happen to be a specialist. Is that right? Correct, yes. Yep. So uh, just to uh, build on your knowledge of the carpenter, if his chair keeps falling apart, it uh, doesn't help that he only focuses on the glue he uses. He needs to focus on the whole construction of the chair. Um, and that's yeah. kind of like uh, what's happening in the mining industry. We're focusing on the glue. Well, while you're at that, uh, on, on the topic, what are some of the solutions that you think mines have tried to overcome this this problem and, and why is it that that you find so few people who are actually able to look at the business as a whole mining guys are really 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 good at what they do um, and, and that's taking the the ore out of the ground safely um, and economically and and this drive to technology i think might be a bit challenging to a lot of the uh, decision makers within the mining industry and therefore turn to the consultants and turn to the software vendors as the subject matter experts, uh, which they aren't, uh, and asking for guidance. But as I said, you know, they focus on, on very specific uh, niches or very specific areas. And you know, uh, technology abounds uh, that promises to increase production rates, uh, reduce costs, reduce energy consumption, um, and, and all that kind of stuff. But again, it's, it's all done in, in isolation and just focusing on one aspect of the business. And there appears to be very few consultancies or software vendors, whatever you want to call them, uh, that has the ability to look at a mining business as a total business. And, and through my 32 years in the industry, you know, very rarely have I come across a company which understood the entire business from you know, putting down your exploration hole to actually doing the rehabilitation and shutting down your operation at the end of the day. And then there's also this jargon, this talk about digital transformation and everybody wants to digitally transform. 
because that's the way of the future, you know. But not very many people understand what digital transformation is. So is it digitalization? Uh, is it automation? Is it a digital twin? And everybody has their own definition within the mining industry of, of what this is. And therefore also don't focus on the entire business, uh, but only focus on a certain aspect. So for example, if your definition of digital transformation is automation, then that's what you're going to focus on. But again, it's only an, an aspect of a total mining business. So what I like about what you're saying is that it's not only about any specific discipline, nor is it about any specific tool that supports that discipline. Quote from your paper where you wrote down, the solution is having the data generated by all the applications utilized by your business available to the other applications, each making use of the applicable data from the other to give you the insight into uh, to make better informed business decisions, irrespective of the level at which you operate. So what you are advocating here is not, oh, you should stop using that tool because it's a poor tool, or rather use this one because it gives you three more green buttons. But you're looking at how do you utilize all of this and make them play nicely together. Absolutely correct. It's all about bringing together what you have and making better use of what it offers you. And there is then, then you made a, a, a claim which I ask you to explain now. You said, and the only way to achieve this sustainably, which is a big ask, of course, <laughs> is and, and, and with scalability, is to employ a platform. So, like digital transformation, which you just uh, talked about, a platform is also a term of art and it, it needs some explanation. You've been around quite a bit, so why don't you give us your definition of a platform for mining? Not being an IT person, the easiest way for me to explain what a platform is to use a, an analogy. So a, a platform is like a, a manifold where you have uh, several inlets and several outlets all coming into a single, a single body. And, and that single body is the platform. So if you connect hoses to these various inlets and outlets uh, within, the, within the manifold and you number them from one to six, you can open up number two uh, and open up number four and then you'll get a water flow. Or you can open up number three and number one and get a, and get a flow. Or you can open up numbers one, four and yeah. you'll get a flow. And that's what a platform is. It's, it's that, it facilitates that flow of data without the need to, to write technical interfaces, which is what is currently uh, you know, the way that um, various programs talk to each other. Right. The downside with an interface is if one thing changes within a, a program, you have to go and rewrite all the interfaces. Whereas with the platform, if something changes on, on one piece, you only have to rewrite that integration bit into the platform and all the other bits still will, uh, will still function correctly. So there's a, there is, of course, now an underlying assumption which drives your hypothesis, and that is if you get all of your systems connected and data flowing uh, properly, then you will get to a place where you can actually, you know, do, where, you know, again, quoting from your paper, uh, achieve sustainable shareholder value, which is what every business strives for. So, so why do you think connecting all of your processes and, and connecting all of the systems and the data together will give you that instead of buying better LHDs or, or figuring out a new mining technology? Or do they go together? Why is this hypothesis? So I think the example that I used inside my white paper best describes it. 
I was uh, in one of my roles, um, I was asked to, to have a look at an operation to try and understand why they were not performing uh, the way that they, that they should be. And uh, one of the findings that uh, we came across was that the drill and blast team, you know, were, were struggling uh, because they were producing uh, large boulders, you know, every time they set off a, a blast, which was having a negative impact on the mining's um, KPI, which is your kilometer ton per hour. Mm-hmm. Um, so the two teams came together and they said, well, how are we going to solve this problem of, of, you know, these big boulders being created in the blast? And the decision was made that they would increase the amount of energy uh, through explosives by reducing the interburden spacing uh, for subsequent blasts. Um, And it worked perfectly well. The additional energy did what it was supposed to do. The number of large boulders that were being produced was drastically reduced. They were getting nice toes on the benches and all that good thing, which really made the mining team very happy, you know, because their loading rates went up as well as the the key performance indicator, their kilometer ton per hour. And that was done in isolation and it worked for them. However, uh, a few days later, when the ore from those benches landed up in the beneficiation plant, a problem arose because the plant uh, was running uh, autogenous mills, uh, which means that the the mill needs a a distribution of uh, large rocks down to small rocks to uh, to crush the ore inside or to crush the rocks inside the, the mill itself. But because of the additional energy, this had negatively impact, impacted the, um, the size distribution. And as a result, they had to incur the extra cost of bringing or, or buying steel balls to help to mill the, the ore down uh, inside, inside the mills. So this is just a, a very simple example of how solving an example in isolation without uh, being able to analyze the impact across the entire business can have a negative impact on the business, although it solved a problem up front. And it's this sharing of the data, this sharing of uh, the information and being able to do analysis of your business as a whole is where the platform adds value to, uh, to a business and helps you to make, as I said, more insightful uh, business decisions which are based on data across your business and not just from a certain aspect of your business. So, yeah, that's a, that's a really good example. John, I think you, you might want to come in here. You know, we talk about, about value a lot in MineRP and it's, uh, one of your biggest jobs is to, to get your team also to clearly express what the difference is between value and benefit and how we see that progression. Gartner published uh, some information on this some years ago, and I like the way that they also describe it. They say that value is an outside-in look at your business, where you specifically look at what challenges do you have, like the ones that uh, Gary very uh, well articulated, what pain points you're trying to address, and, and also this one that we always forget about. What is the, what is the value lost if I do nothing? Versus benefits are, what's the benefits of my change? What's the key improvements I'm going to make? What's the solution features? Those are the inside out things of the organization. So that's a very nice way to remember it. 
And Gary, if you have to kind of bring this last one together, your hypothesis is that a, that a platform really solves the problem of making data flow and, and making things available across the enterprise. As you've worked with many systems, you know, some, some platforms create commercial data, some systems create technical data and so on. Uh, what are some of the bottlenecks? What, what are some of the things that you've seen that people do wrong, even when they've got good tools? and they implement uh, in, in, in the industry? A huge gap which exists in the mining industry and it's gonna become a bigger gap and it's going to start having a detrimental uh, impact on mining business is that uh, as every operation becomes more digital and as every mining company uh, embarks on this digital transformation uh, journey that is going to happen and it is happening at the moment, the industry is, is lagging behind in developing the correct skills uh, that understand the business as well as understanding the data and can put the two together and actually do analysis of the data within the context of the business. And to me, that is a, a shortcoming which the mining industry is experiencing at the moment. I would like to finish off by um, quoting Bolt Batar, uh, the uh, ex-CEO of Rio Tinta Iron Ore, uh, he said that the mining engineers of the future must be as adept at mining data as they are at mining the rock. Like it. That's nice. Okay, so uh, we're going to have a second episode, Gary. We, we've run out of time uh, for this one. If, if you let us, we'd love to have you back for round number two, in which we're going to be talking about your next paper, and uh, the next one is also uh, quite exciting. And you won your second week with that. Do you want to quickly just tell the listeners what that is about? And then we'll, uh, we'll leave the details for the next recording. Uh, thank you. Thank you, MP. And um, uh, thank you for uh, the opportunity to, to chat to everybody uh, that's listening in onto the podcast. Uh, the second paper was on front-end loading of your, uh, for your project. Um, and the reasons why... A project is unable to fulfill the requirement of a large-scale desktop study and refining the funnel down until you come to what you do, your final feasibility and then execution uh, project on. Gary, the great thing about this paper is that you've also photographed and actually fascinating. It's done in all bits. Thank you for spending time with us again.